sex overall is such a it's such a pivotal portion of your marriage it's not everything yeah right we clearly you clearly understand that when you get Mm -hmm. married you think it is before but then you get married and you realize oh there's more (laughs) um but it's important it's it's the most intimate physically that you can become with a person you're literally sharing your body Mm -hmm. with another person and and the the physical uh manifestation of becoming one is is kind of encapsulated in 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 sexual intimacy Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Rod. And this is Kai. And welcome to Married in in the Middle. We have been married for 18 years. We have four amazing kids and a dog named Appa. This podcast is about helping marriages flourish through the challenges of the middle years. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Rod. I'm Kai. And welcome to Married in the the Middle. middle. Today our topic is, there's a meeting in my bedroom. There's a meeting in my bedroom. Yo! (laughs) I thought about doing that and I thought about doing this thing right here. Oh, wow. That's a lot. (laughs) That was too early 90-ish stuff. Uh, but we're talking about sex. Uh, there's yeah. a meeting in my bedroom. We're talking about sex today. Uh, and this may be new to you if this is your first time watching uh, Married in the Middle. Our vision, our vision is to help as many marriages as we can flourish in those middle years, in those hard years. We want to see a legacy of marriages that you get to enjoy your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren yeah. uh, and them see uh, a history and a legacy of marriage between between husband and wife. So that's our goal. Um, and uh, we're excited about the topic today. Amen. I mean, them, them grandkids and great grands going to get there. How are they going to get there? Through this topic today. <laughs> Man, <laughs> one, one of the things, uh, we're, we're Christians. I'm a pastor. I want to I start with this passage in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, that marriage is honorable above all. Yes, yes, Lord. And the bed undefiled. Undefiled. This, this is important. I believe God is for the beauty and the exploration and the excitement mm-hmm. and the enjoyability right. of your sex life. Mm-hmm. He designed it. Right. It's 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 his idea. He made the parts. He he knows what happens when the parts get together. It's his <laughs> when idea. the parts get together. Wow. His parts get together. It's his idea. <laughs> Not and the so, hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> and so, man, we want to enjoy this. Yeah. I, I believe sex is beautiful mm-hmm. for married couples and it's to be enjoyed. We are not talking to single people today. We're not talking about individuals. We're talking about people in the covenant of marriage. Yeah. And I think God's a cheerleader for you in this in this case. So yeah. and it's an important topic because, I mean, I think uh, over time it's kind of been a taboo topic. Yeah. Um, at least people don't talk about it in detail. Yeah or they give it under the parameters of what you can't do. But you said something beautiful from that scripture that the bed is undefiled. And so we we really shouldn't be telling people too much on how they should be uh, having sex if they're they're married. And and sex overall is such a, it's such a pivotal portion of your marriage. It's not everything, right? We clearly, you clearly understand that when you get Mm -hmm. married. You think it is before, but then you get married and you realize, oh, there's more. Um, but it's important. It's, it's the most intimate physically that you can become with a person. You're yeah. literally sharing 
your body mm-hmm. with another person and and the fini- the physical uh manifestation of becoming one is yeah. is kind of encapsulated in 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 sexual intimacy and i think so it's important i think the enemy hates that right uh before you're married, he's pushing you to have sex. Mm-hmm. Once you get the temptation married, temptation is real. Yeah, y'all know. <laughs> he's pushing you away from having sex, and so, man, we want to talk about sex. We want to encourage married folks uh, in the middle at different parts of their lives. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we'll, it's big that we're talking about it here because we're we we focus on marriage in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, the early years when it's just you and that other person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's just the, the fun of the excitement of the yeah. new marriage. Um, you know, it, it's fun and it's I think it can be easier. Of course, there are some challenges that can come about, but sure. it's, it's it's easier overall, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the pressures of everything in, in the middle years, as some time goes by with everything happening, work and school and kids and body changes and um, well, it becomes well, more challenging. We're going to get there. We're we going to get, get there. there. What's our what's our hope? What do we want people to, to live out in their sexual relationships with their spouses? What's, what's yeah. some of our hopes? Um, a lot of hopes. Yeah. <laughs> Hope is good. Um, no, um, I, I think one of the things is consistency. Mm. Like our hope is that, uh, I, I think sexual intimacy, although it's not everything, it's a gauge. It's like a temperature gauge on how your marriage is doing. Yeah. If you're not connecting sexually, um, there could be a lot of undergirding reasons uh, why, but it shows some kind of root issue yeah. that's going on if you're, if you're not having sex. Yeah. Um, and so our hope is that first that it's there's some kind of consistency, which can look different for, for, every, for, couple. for every couple. Yeah. Um, some people, some couples overall, their nature is, is different. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a flow or, you know, and some, some couples, you know, Every every day is is normalcy. Yeah. Um, but we're, I think, we're not every day. We're not an everydayer. No kind of no, couple. <laughs> but I think I think the goal is there's some unity in what that number is. Yeah. So the guy starts with his number here, her number here. What are you all agreeing on that's going to be consistent, and how do we live that out in the course of our marriage? And we know like there are different seasons. There's yeah. Stuff goes on like. People get sick and people experience all kind of difficulty. There's sexual trauma that may come up right. in your relationship and just, just different stuff going on at different times. I may just have had a, another child. And or be pregnant whole, and we don't know pregnancy. what that looks sure. like. Yeah, and, sure. each, and, and each pregnancy is even different. If right. you're having multiple kids, how you were, uh, maybe on, uh, on the first pregnancy you were on fire, you were ready. But maybe the second pregnancy is like, uh, don't touch me, you know. Yeah, but what I what we want to um, encourage is to work against this idea of married and not having sex with each other. Right. We want to confront that today. Um, yeah. our, our second hope is that it's enjoyable. Right. You should. It should be enjoyable. Yeah. It shouldn't. Now, now sometimes, right? Sex is sometimes. duty. Sometimes. Sometimes. What's that? It is what it so is. Thirty percent of the time is duty. Now the women feeling you. <laughs> what that here. percentage is depends <laughs> on the couple. Right. How often, uh, you know, it kind of similar to consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we just know that in the in the facets, the different facets of life. Yeah. Sometimes you know it's 
more of a responsibility. Maybe, you know, and we've met it on, we, we've seen it on both sides. Yeah, where yeah, sometimes yeah. a woman's nature is stronger and sometimes, yeah. you know, mo I would say most times the men, sure. th their nature is, is stronger. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, but it, overall it, it should shouldn't be. shouldn't always be that it way. It shouldn't though. always be duty. If, always if it's always way. just dutiful, yeah. that you just need a release. Yeah. Who wants that? that? Who, who wants that? Well, yeah. some men don't mind yeah, as long as they true. get it. <laughs> Better out than in. I don't care how it come as long as it comes. As long hey. as it comes, right? Um, hey. But uh, I, I believe that God designed it to be something that you actually enjoy. Yes, it is for procreation, but it's also for your enjoyment. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we leave creativity sometimes at the altar when we get married mm, talk about that. bring all your creativity into your bedroom when you're engaging in sex mm. like it's to be enjoyable and some people may say how how could god regulate me to one sexual partner for life because he knows that the body can be explored mm, and discovered yeah. and rediscovered mm -hmm. and enjoyed in new ways you hadn't thought about yet. Right. And so I think there's this need for creativity and excitement yeah. in the bedroom to enjoy the one that God's giving you. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a big lie to debunk that sex becomes more boring as your marriage as your marriage continues as yeah. the years go by. But really as you uh, as the years go by you become it, it can become more intimate and therefore mm. more beautiful. And you know, you find more ways like you said to discover one another's body. Um, that you never really have to be bored with sex, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so consistent, enjoyable, and then lastly, and we kind of messed around with the words on this one. Uh, <laughs> generous, generous. We thought about service, but we ended up with generous. And here's the idea: when you and your spouse are together, man, be generous. Yeah, be generous as you. Give each other that affection. The scripture's talking about don't hold your body back from one another. Um, man, our encouragement is for you to be generous as you serve your wife, serve your husband through sexual experience. I think you said something big in that word. And I think we, we were playing around with that word too, service. Yeah. And we didn't want it to sound dutiful. Mm, but, right, um, right. But, but in a way in order for that previous one was enjoyable. How can it be enjoyable? Not just for you. If you're only right. thinking about your own enjoyment, mm. then you're really not out to, uh, you're not being very generous. You're not yeah. out to serve the other person. Um, and so that generosity looks like you, your aim is to please that other person, Yeah, you know, um, which means you may have to step outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, it means you you may have to uh, be intentional. You know, there are different ways that you can offer your body to that person, not just, all right, lay down and, and yeah, come get it, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's more to it than that. But how can I be generous? Like, how can I, I give? And maybe you say, well, Rodney, I, I give a lot. I give a lot. You ain't talking to me. This was somebody else. My my spouse is happy. Have you asked? Have them? you asked them? Have you asked them? Not out of guilt or not right. with the sneaky comeback if they say something. Right. But have you just asked your spouse, yo, how how am I doing pleasing you sexually? Put that in the comments. Right. Yeah, let's share that. Let's let's subscribe to this episode <laughs> here. Like, how will you ask your spouse? Here's your homework for today. How am I doing? How's our sex you life? Sexually. Yeah. How is our sex life? And um, 
and listen. Listen. Don't be overly confident. Some people kind of just walk around with this air that everything is fine just because you are having sex. Mm. But maybe maybe for you it's a release. Maybe for the other person it's duty. Mm. Overall, that's not fun. And right. then everything on TV looks better or mm-hmm. on social media seems better. Or, or some other, some other relationship. inappropriate relationship seems yes, like yeah. you, you know, begin to develop these fantasies in your mind when really you could be exploring your spouse. Mm-hmm. And then even for the person that if they're honest, they say, Rodney, I'm to be honest, maybe maybe once a year we may have sex. Um, Real talk, guys. My 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 challenge to you is why is that? What is what causes our sex life to be so limited? Because what you're missing here is is God put certain endorphins in the body that are connected to your spouse when you have sex. And, and you're missing opportunities for that connectedness, especially for men, because men, 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 men need sex. They're married. They, they need sex. Most men need that that kind of engagement mm-hmm. with their spouse. And so if that's being being be, not being experienced then that connectedness is not happening mm-hmm. and it becomes hard and challenging in yeah. marriages when they're not. Yeah. And I, I would I think, argue I to say women that need women that. need sex that's too. Good. That's good. I think that we don't feel like we need it as much as men do because men are visual and mm-hmm. it, 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 the, the world could be blowing up on the outside. It could be world war three, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's time to go, it's time, it's to, time go. to go. When women, there's a lot of other factors that play into us being in that vulnerable position where we can mm. offer our bodies up. But there, there is a, there is a beauty in being connected in that way and, yeah. and completely vulnerable to one another in that way. I think, I think both men and women need sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, in the, I mean, in the confines of marriage, in the confines, this the, is a marriage podcast. The, y'all. Okay. Just clarifying, <laughs> just clarifying. We, listen, you grow, y'all grow not there, but we, 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 this is aimed towards the married folks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, and some of y'all say, yeah, Rodney, that's great, but that ain't us. And particularly in the married years, there are some things that prohibit the consistency of us coming together, the generosity of us coming together or the enjoyment of us coming together sexually. Mm. Let's spend some time talking about what are some of those things that hinder yeah. our sexual um, I, I, We kind of have some some notes here, but one thing we you mentioned earlier was, was sexual trauma. Um, mm. And that could be from one um, one party or both parties. Mm-hmm. And if you if you um, haven't yet, you check out our episode on uh, on trauma in marriage, mm-hmm. um, where he talks uh, our Markin, um, who's a licensed uh, clinical therapist, mm-hmm. specializes in EMDR, talks about um, you know d- different types of trauma in marriage. If that's the case, then then you need to seek help. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a big hindrance, I think, in a lot of. Um, marital relationships when mm-hmm. there's trauma um, sexually uh, for for one party it becomes really difficult to engage sexually with your spouse especially after marriage sometimes it, it, it can seem uh, easy before sure, marriage but sure. after then then you see couples starting to, to experience some of those those roadblocks yeah so I would say um, that that's one hindrance to intimacy but another is unresolved conflict y'all y'all just got into it you know, you've been beefing the past few days and um, it hasn't been resolved yet. Yeah. And like I yeah. said, for, for men, 
whether you whether you beef and you could have gotten to a screaming toxic (laughs) argument and when you get to bed you know that hand gonna slide over to them thighs like meanwhile the women are like no brother get your hand off of my thigh yeah 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 (laughs) and so i think unresolved conflict is is definitely i would probably say one of the main reasons uh, for hindrances in in sexual intimacy for sure Mm -hmm. for sure um, lack of connection. Yeah. Um, I know in, in our, in our lives, you said to me, yeah, but I don't feel connected. I'm like, I'm trying to connect right. with you but now. You, but you just started <laughs> at, at 9 PM. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it was like 8 30. I'm like, well, it's connection time. Hey, right. Uh, right. Connection uh, don't start at 8 30. Nice at 8 30. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think but it's you said, when you saw me, you saw me at 8 30 this morning. You were saying, <laughs> I say that when it's 8 30. But, but yeah, I mean, sometimes maybe you're not, maybe you're not beefing with one another, but just you know you're like two sometimes we say we're like two, two ships, ships passing, passing in the night yeah, um and so you know you get busy with kids and you know maybe the work schedules might be off and you're not uh, in any disagreements per se but you just don't feel like you're connected to that mm. person you haven't had any moment there's other types of in- intimacy besides sexual intimacy yeah. and the, and it's just not existing yeah you know and sometimes people can go weeks days weeks even months without yeah. any sense of connectedness yeah um and that's where you hear those stories where it's like we're we're at for sexual intimacy we're about about once every six months yeah. or once a year you yeah. know i think it's i think it's the idea here where some people say man and on top of all of this we don't even have sex right it's like you were expecting sex much earlier in your list of stuff that's going on in your marriage and not really understanding the need is for overall connection. And this, I'm thinking about marriages that are just in a really rough season. It's not yeah. like a day or a week or it's it's a season of difficulty and challenges. And man, for that couple, uh, it's it's paramount, this whole needing to connect with your spouse. And so if that's, if if I'm talking to you today, like wherever you are, that's that's the aim. Yeah. How do we how do we connect? How do we connect? And yeah. also express. I'll say this as well. You need to express your need and desire for sex to your spouse, even if you're in a challenging place. Right. Because that's a legitimate need. I wanna I wanna make sure I don't delegitimize right yeah. our desire for sex. Mm-hmm. It's legitimate, and so I think we need to be communicating that. Um, to our spouses as well. Mm-hmm. Amen on that. Um, another one would be lack of interest. Lack of interest. So maybe it's not necessarily connectedness or unresolved conflict, but there's there's just no no interest. Mm. And there are many reasons why um, one cannot be interested in the other, and that can be for both parties. Um, it could be uh, medic medically related, like yeah. sexual drive. Um, for, for men, maybe their levels of testosterone are low for women, their libido is low. Um, and there, there's help for that. There is help for that. But I mean, the sexual drive can be low. Um, it could be attraction, you know, um, you marry her, uh, she's a pretty, pretty young thing and she's thick and (laughs) you know, she look good in them jeans, you know, but maybe she's had two or or, or three kids or maybe you have a dad bod now, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, those muscles ain't popping in the same way that they used to, you know, when y'all was in college. Yeah. Um, but just being attracted can be mm. the, the lack of attractiveness. And some people, that's a that's a hard 
a hard real. thing because That's people real. don't want to talk about that in, in fear of offending the other person and just causing conflict. Yeah. And so you keep it in, but you're not explaining. The other person is like, what's going on? I, you know, and I think people can sense it. Mm -hmm. They can sense, are you not, are you not attracted to me? And you don't want to hurt that other person's feeling, but I don't know. I just feel like it's important it's to just a be necessary real. conversation. Yeah, necessary conversation. When you when you signed up for marriage, you signed up for oneness. Nothing hidden, not having secrets, not showing separation, mm -hmm. and that includes your sexual life. And I think even if the spouse has to say something hard to yeah. the other spouse. How do you find the words and the time and the setting to say the hard thing, even if it's I'm not physically attracted to you? Right. That's real. That doesn't have to be an end to all things. Right. It just means something, maybe something has to change. Maybe there's a, a way that you guys can uh, do something together to improve that. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's just what it is. There are some men who are not attracted to their wives while they're pregnant. Well, brother, she, there's nothing that she can do about right, a baby right. being inside of her body. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, different strokes for different folks, but I think attract, uh, lack of attraction is another uh, big one. As, again, we, we're, we're thinking of these middle years, yeah. you know, um, where, where it becomes more challenging. Um, and, and, and just what that lends to is, if that's the case, what can we do together to grow a new attraction? Yeah. And attraction isn't just, well, I like this, but you don't have it. Like you, she may not have had that when you married her. He right. may not have had that when you married her. Mm -hmm. Now you want something. We're going to talk about porn in a little bit. Uh, the, the problem that that does in marriage and setting expectations on spouses that yeah. are unreasonable. Right. But if, if there's not that attraction, physical attraction is not the only attraction that shows itself in sex. Right. That's right? so good. And so there's 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 emotional attraction. There's 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 a, a yearning towards the other person because of who they are yeah. or who they have shown themselves to be in in your life. I think mm -hmm. I think I'm in a sense in that, like I've been probably more than ever telling my wife how beautiful she is and how attracted I am to her. Thank but and, and, and I know she's beautiful and all that, but I think there's some other attraction where she has shown herself to be in my corner, to be for me, to, to have my back in ways that makes me even more attracted to her. Right. And so physical stimulation is important, but it's not the only stimulation. Yeah, because there are some, I think, some very beautiful, we, we've seen beautiful women before and have said she, her personality. Yeah kind of takes away from her beauty Absolutely. and so you know sister girl if you you know um you're sassing him all day and Come disrespecting on. him and yeah. belittling him um and and withholding honor from him consistently you know you may be you may be fine like wine yeah but he not be attracted to you Absolutely. or or so feel good. intimidated or That's unqualified so to even approach you um and so you still don't get what you want because you're not treating him with honor and respect. But but the temperature gauge of sex mm -hmm. is revealing something about their relationship that's yeah. important. Right. You know. Right. Um. And so that's but and then and then porn. Um. Man, let's. I I always say let us be honest. And so a lot of people are coming into a marriage relationship. He's not a virgin. She's not a virgin. And so you're bringing your sexual history with into you, your yeah. marriage. 
and then even multiple years after being married, if that's still if that's still working in your mind and you're still bringing that into the bedroom, then that's going to be a challenge. And then porn. Uh, the porn industry is bigger than basketball, football, baseball, all major por- sports mm-hmm. combined. And so if you're looking at porn and bringing that into the bedroom and having expectations of your spouse because of something you saw on the screen and then upset that they're not responding the way the other person on the screen mm. responded. The actor and right. actress. <laughs> the, the person that's in really sexual slavery. Right. Right. Um, and so the, the reason why God in his wisdom and just the older I get, the more wise he becomes is, is the understanding that your body is really for your spouse. Yeah. And when you give yourself to porn or you give yourself to some past image that you have in your mind of some other lover before you are married, you're bringing all this other stuff into your bedroom. And that could be contributing to what we call boredom. There are some people that I've spoken to that are no longer aroused by their spouse, regardless of what they do because of all the stuff they're bringing into the bedroom. Right. I no. think porn is one of the, the big triggers for, for that, that they're so en- engulfed in that, that right. there's no more drive to and connect so, with a, per- a real person. And so my encouragement there is there needs to be um, you repenting. If you're a believer, you hear this language, this repenting of of sharing your body with some other image, some other por- person, and then bringing that into your marriage bed and then defining who your spouse is or how good your spouse is based on something you saw on television. Right. Your spouse does not need to measure up to a porn actor. Mm. She's worth more than that. He's worth yeah. more than that. You married something that is complete. On porn, you're watching something that is that's a show, and so don't put that expectation on your spouse. And as you stop that, by God's grace, that's my prayer mm-hmm. unapologetically. Uh, you start seeing your spouse in a different way because mm-hmm. you're not comparing them to yeah some image. Let's, I mean, let's talk about that for a second because there are. There are Christians, I, I would I would say the majority of Christians that we that we know that mm-hmm. we're in community with yeah. would agree that because earlier I mentioned that the ma- the marriage bed is undefiled and we yeah. shouldn't really be telling people how to have sex. Um, how is that? How is porn different? Mm, there are some good. there are some Christians, um, like I said, our community for the most part we believe that 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 that's sin that you know that we sh- as Christians we shouldn't be watching porn. Period. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who feel like, hey, it's not an actual person. It's not, you know, it's not technically real. Um, I should be able to engage in that. Or as a married couple even, yeah. should be able to engage in that to help sure. the arousal for for, sure. for their own sexual. How, how is that different? Yeah, we, we from another world. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are of a different culture. We march to the beat of a different drum. We're believers in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, if anyone looks at a woman, mm. look where he defines adultery. Yeah. If you look at a woman to lust after, you have already, already. 
committed adultery in your heart. And so if that's happening, you know there's not a physical person in the bed with you, but there is a person in your heart. Mm. And God is looking at your heart. And what he wants is he wants fidelity, not just at the body level. Mm. He wants fidelity to him at the heart level. Mm. That's and that's good. something as believers we need to hold fast to. We need to hold fast to. And here's the truth of the matter. It's killing your marriage. Yeah. Practically, that's that's good. Like studies will statistics will absolutely. bear us out. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not a rain on anyone's parade. It's really an encouragement to something more beautiful. Mm. And um, so yeah, we wanna we wanna hold fast to that. Yeah. Hey, what's up? We hope you are enjoying that episode. I want to encourage you to like, comment, share, subscribe. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I want to encourage you to leave a review. Leave a review, yes. And we want to let you guys know that we're trying to build a community of middlers. So we have a Patreon page where you could interact with us on a more personal level. Mm -hmm. You can get exclusive content. So if you want to know more about our Patreon page, check out the description box below and click on that link. So enjoy the episode. Peace. Yeah. So I think um, the the last kind of and there there are many guys. If you have more, feel free to, to drop it in the Throw comments. In the hindrances to share, subscribe to your own marriage, marital uh, intimacy, or you know. to to some that you know. Um, but work and responsibilities. I think that's just very very practical. We kind of mm-hmm. touched on that earlier. Um, you know. As you get older, that energy, you know, we ain't no spring chickens <laughs> and the energy level is not the same as when we were younger. Maybe you can't run as hard. Um, you know, by the time you get out of work, you're just like mentally drained, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically drained. It's, I mean, and it, it could depend on, you know, the type of job that you have. Um, you know, I work in the hospital um, at the bedside. Um, so physically, I think me- mentally, because of the department that I work on, it's taxing mentally, mm-hmm. but then it's also taxing physically. Mm-hmm. But I think even before I was a nurse, you know, just having the kids running around with the kids yeah. is just taxing. And, fit. you know, by the time we settle in for bed, you know, and we could, it's funny because <laughs> I think with us, Sometimes we give each other googly eyes earlier in the day and you always be like, you talk a good game. Girl, wait till later. <laughs> right. The next thing you know. And, and have full intention, yeah. every intention to. But by the time I take that shower and hit that bed and the room is cold and the covers are comfortable, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you just feel like I just all I want to do is go to sleep right now. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think that just practically schedules, mm-hmm. lack of energy, stress. Yeah. You know, anxiety, anxiety can wear on the mind. And yeah. Yeah. So, man, we we want this beautiful thing. There's this stuff that hinders us. Man, what do we do to unwrap together the beautiful gift of sex that God's mm. offered us? We want to give you some stuff to remember, some steps to take. Right to build up your sex life, okay? And the first thing that I wanna say is, man, if you have not honored your spouse sexually, man, apologize for that. Mm. Apologize, let me say this and be be kinda kinda just out front with it. When you engage in sex, your spouse should be reaching orgasms. Is that okay for me to say? Say it. Say it, brother. Say it. 
they should be climaxing. And are are you aware if your spouse is climaxing or not? Now, now this is the part to share. <laughs> this is the part where you should send this to your spouse and say, I ain't say it. They said it. Right. But, but, but they should be enjoying this. And I know they're all kind of that's that's a colorful term and that's a that's an easy statement. But sometimes a challenging reality mm-hmm. because of everyone's body's different. But, right. But 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 sir, ma'am, that's your job. And it may not happen every time, but sure. that that is the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. And so if you have not served your spouse well sexually, uh, apologize for that. And let's say, man, what do I need to do to make sure you are enjoying this? Yeah. Okay. And so if that, that needs to, if that conversation needs to happen, mm-hmm. I want to encourage that, that to happen. And, and yeah. confession and apology is important in how we yeah. move forward. Conf- and overall confession an apology. I mean, one of the hindrances that we talked about was conflict, you know, um, aim to aim to get that right. Yeah. That should be the goal anyway, not for the purposes of we want to have sex. You want to have, you want to walk in peace and in oneness in your marriage overall. Yeah. And sex is, is one of the byproducts of that. It's one of the, it's one of the fruit that comes with walking in unity with one but another. You don't want to have conflict so you can fuel not having sex with your spouse. Mm. So Ooh, let me just stay that. in a constant. I'm mad at him. Right. Right? I'm mad at her and I ain't giving you. N- no, that's that's mm-hmm. if you're using your conflict to hinder sexual relationship, that's it's really manipulation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's manipulation and it's control. It's not service. It's not sacrificial. It's not beautiful. Right. It doesn't stimulate good sex relationships. Right. And this is just one of those things that once you get married, you realize sex don't come easy. Yeah. Not all the time anyway. Yeah. And as, as the years go by, it can be it can be more challenged just because there's more baggage as, as the yeah. time goes by. And so it takes it takes work. You yeah. got to work at getting there. And you'll see that it can be beautiful, yeah. but it takes it takes work. It takes constant Speaking work. Speaking of work, if you use your job as an excuse on why we can't have sex, that's wrong too. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Your your primary job is at home. Mm. So if you go to your secular job and clock off of your secular job, okay, when you come through the door, you've clocked into your primary job. Right. And your primary job is to be caring for your spouse. Right. And so you 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 offer to that person what scriptures call that due benevolence, mm. that that service, that sacrificial service right. to your spouse. And so work shouldn't be the thing to hinder you. And I understand folks could be working eighty hours a week and all of that. Yeah. And I just think you gotta find hard, yeah. ways. You need to be creative in how you do that. But mm-hmm. our goal is to be pleasing each other. Sexually. Right. And you may need to seek some help. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do to if it's a um, resolve issue, that conflict. Absolutely. You know, you want it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to work for it. The next one. Yeah. Uh, honesty and conversation. We touched on this earlier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just honesty in conversation about sex. Talking about sex. What do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? Mm, and the willingness to actually listen, not to hear them and come up with a bunch of excuses or to start taking jabs at them. Mm -hmm. But if your spouse is expressing to you something that they want that you're, that you're not providing, um, 
or something that they don't enjoy that you're doing. You thinking, oh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be good. And, you know, meanwhile, they're like, actually, I don't like that very much at all. I hate when you do that. And then you mad because he or she said, I hate when you're doing that. Hear them. I heard a quote recently that said, you may be working hard, but you're not doing good. Mm. And I think just because you're active doesn't mean you're successful right, in pleasing good. your spouse. And so I would encourage, ask questions, because the goal is not just to do what you want to do in sex, right. it's to serve the other. The other thing I think that's important is there needs to be agreement mm-hmm. by both parties on what's going to happen during sex. You may want something, but the other person doesn't want it. Here's what that means. Until there's unison, yeah, yeah. you guys don't violate each other's conscience. Mm. And so I want to encourage you to be in unison in what yeah. happens sexually. But what you guys agree upon, man, explore that. Yeah, I think that's ways. important because, um, you know, there could be something that you're you're trying to push on your spouse and you feel like they're obligated to do it because you guys are married. And I think in a sense that that, that, is, a viol- that is a violation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I want to be careful in how I say that, but you know, a, a person needs to to be comfortable and maybe she's just not there yet. Yeah. Maybe he's just not there yet, yeah. not ready to explore that. I do feel though that it's still important for them to verbalize their desire. Mm-hmm. You know, that's don't hold it in. Oh, well she mentioned one time three years ago that that's not something that, you know, she, she would be willing to do or she doesn't like it. But, but that's, if that's what you desire, you need to be bold bold enough to tell your spouse that that's something that you want. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, planning, uh, man, I think that that planning can be very helpful in marriages when it comes to when are we going to have sex? How often are we going to have sex? I think you want to talk about that. We already talked about it, but there's sometimes where it just doesn't happen and it Mm. goes on for a point where you say you're going to do it, but you don't do it. He said he's going to do it, but he don't do it. How can you plan something on a schedule? How can you get babysitters if you need it? How can you get a better lock on your bedroom door? Right. (laughs) Lock them jokers out. (laughs) You know, like, how do I set the scene for this to go down? Because I want this to go down. Mm -hmm. And so planning is super, super important. Yeah, and it almost sounds offensive, like, because we want it to be so natural mm-hmm. like it always oh, it shouldn't happen this way but we right. have to put it on the schedule but everything else you put on the schedule Come on. not there are a lot of things that you do in your life that's not necessarily natural you get up you go to work that's not just naturally you prancing into the office work or schedule exactly you if you go to school that's something that's planned if you're going to an event that's something that's planned even if you're grabbing uh coffee with a with a, a dear friend to have an intimate conversation yeah. that's typically planned and so uh you know you don't you don't we're not what we're not saying is that it needs to be something that's robotic like okay it's time you know it's time you know uh but i think one of the things our cultures have done our culture has done is romanticize sexual experiences Mm -hmm. to the point where it feel like it needs to be steamy it needs to be hot right no we, we we need to serve one another right and that may not be this special scene but it needs to happen amen yeah yeah Another one is draw close. Um, we kind of talked about being disconnected and just missing one another, mm. but to just draw, find a way to draw close to one another um, and find a way to be connected with one another. Sometimes that's a text throughout the day. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I love you, I'm thinking about you, or how's your day going? So finding creative ways to to connect with one another at, you know, at a heart level, mm. to check in on one another, yeah. um, to keep, you know, to keep the connectedness going um, is important so that it doesn't end up being you, you're in the bedroom and it's time and the other person's just feeling completely disconnected from yeah. you. And then also minimizing distractions. Mm-hmm. So like, take a bath. <laughs> it's important. Wash some, your behind. Some, some, some wife out there was like, "Yes, yes, right. Fine. You're welcome." <laughs> Take a bath, um, man. Get babysitters. Right. Set the mood. Be intentional. Mm-hmm. You set up intentionality in every other area of your life. Do it in your sex life as well. Right. And then right. lastly, um, man, if you need help, seek it. Yeah. Seek it. There are sexual counselors. Uh, there are people that you can talk to. Um, in our session, we talked about uh, community. This is important of having healthy relationships where you can mm-hmm. talk to people that aren't going to spread stuff about you right. all over the street. But not can, someone of the not some random person of the opposite yeah, sex. You good. complaining, you know, to your yeah. your your <laughs> your um, what do you call it? your work wife yeah. or your work husband yeah, about good. your sexual intimacy. That that's completely inappropriate. But yeah. finding a way to get the help that you need yeah. uh, whether even if it's about resolving general conflict so that you can get to a place of intimacy yeah the last thing i want to say is um you're going to get through this whatever the hard difficulty is in middle years you're going to get through this mm. and there's something that is beautiful and attractive and fulfilling on the other side as you press your way mm. through the current difficulty of being married in the middle. Yeah. Uh, man, we, we, we love y'all. We're so thankful to serve y'all. Um, if you need us, reach out to us. Um, you can connect with us. Check out our various stuff. Married on, in, uh, married in, in the, the, the middle.com. Sure. Check out our social media. Like, like this episode. Subscribe. It only takes a second. But I think Share. I think it's beautiful when you have couples that are enjoying their sex life enjoying being married um, and following the Lord Jesus as he commands us and leads us into what he has for us. So that's all we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Like, share, subscribe, all that good jazz. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.